What up, what up, what up? What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. Yo, yo. Excited for another episode. You know what I realized? I didn't I didn't I didn't do the intro for the last episode. What up, what up, what I, I, <laughs> I, I forgot the intro, man. No, you did it. Go ahead. Welcome to the No One Part Show. There we go. <laughs> Welcome. It's good to be with you guys. What's up, everybody? We're back. We're reading the Bible. Jesus is still on his way. You remember you was trying to change the the, in, the intro with that that uh was it pink in the brain? What are all we the little doing? kids? Yeah. Little what kids? are we gonna do today? Yeah. We're gonna read the Bible. Read the Bible. <laughs> that was short lived. Yeah, that was very. This short-lived. is my new. This is my new intro. Jesus is coming back. <laughs> that was. Mm. That's that's a better. Intro. That's it. <laughs> that, that's that's it. it. That's the intro. That's the intro. Jesus is coming back. Um, what's up, y'all? Good. Does it matter? Nah, not really. <laughs> All right. Nah, man. We yeah, on a mission. Nah. We here to do what we gotta do, man. <laughs> what matters right now? All right, the word. That, yeah, that matters. Yeah, yeah. The tunnel vision. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Does it matter?" <laughs> it always matters, V. Your mental health is good. Everybody, mental health is good. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you're mental. You're mental, man. <clears throat> I mean, some people, even Christians, battle with depression, man, and anxiety. Saying, man. It's crazy in these streets. No, though, I understand that, right? Those are measurable. You could test for it. But nowadays, that word is used for, you know, I had a bad day, you know. So things you didn't go my way, so now your whole mental health but that's what is out of order. So let me ask you a question. You don't think it's because there is a progression of evil and there's less faithful, there's less faith out here so it is taking a toll mentally like maybe the lord is allowing it so people could come to the end of themselves like your dog like you thought you was good and now the things of the world is really but that's not what it's being used for yeah i mean i i, I already know that it's being right. used, it's used for to, an to excuse your, yeah an excuse everything. to everything i so, get it nah, but I'm, I'm i do good. believe that people are just breaking like it's getting to a point where you could you could have you could have you could fake the funk. You can't fake the funk no more. And I but, think society is getting to a point where dog, you just can't fake the funk no more. And you need Jesus. But that's being used in a way where you could blame somebody else. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I mean you blame society, yeah, you could yeah, blame yeah. this person. Oh, it's affecting right. like, stop, man. Yeah, now I, I listen, people are always gonna take things and use they def- use yeah, it for evil but i, no, do I don't believe... like i don't like that term all right i just don't like that term because mm. it's been abused there it's are people poli- that politicized. really yeah mm-hmm. there are people that's really suffering like right. really suffering from right. mental health issues yeah so you don't think there's more crazy people out here right now than because oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember back in the days where you knew all the crazies right in the hood you know what i mean there was right. like three crazies they were very clear that they were crazy but I believe there's probably more crazy people out here now. It's but so also, crazy. I mean, but also it could be that there's, you know, it's better diagnosed. You what know you what I'm mean? saying? What you mean by that? Because, you know, you could start picking up the signs earlier before, you know, a lot of times, you know, they would just be dismissed. Mm. Um, but now there's better questionnaire, you know, how to pinpoint certain type of questions to ask them. Okay. So there's been updates to like the DSM-4, DSM-5, what are the new, mm. you know, psychiatric illnesses. So I think it is it's much better 
uh, picked up and diagnosed now. Okay. As before, they was just totally dismissed. Ah, I don't believe you. Mm. And, you know? and you know, as we as we reach the end of the age of mankind, that's what I'm saying. Mm. You're gonna see obviously uh, uh, with, uptick with drugs being um, yeah. almost uh, encouraged, right? Right, and uptick in spiritual activity yeah. that it is so common now that you know we see these things happening that are crazy you know crimes all types of wicked things but we don't attribute it to the spiritual that's what we never look at things from a spiritual aspect and be like oh this is demonic possession and that's what demonic activity that's what i'm saying so you know a lot of it i I attribute to that me too i think it's being diagnosed as mental health like that's what i'm saying like things that are spiritually things that i should say that things that should have been addressed like there's people who go through trauma in their lives that they never address. You know, they never come to an end of themselves. And it's like you're getting to a point now where you can't deal with it no more. So now, of course, it's gonna be diagnosed as mental health because yeah. you're not gonna give you're right. not gonna you you don't wanna acknowledge God. Yeah. You know, that's not you if you acknowledge God, then you gotta acknowledge everything else. You can't just acknowledge that there's a spiritual realm when it's dealing with the mental and not deal with everything else. Like, yeah. where do you go after you die? Heaven and hell. You don't want to yeah. deal with those questions, right. so you don't open that door. Mm-hmm. So it's so so you're just gonna we'll we'll push it on. We'll push it where it's uh, medical, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. we we if we if we open more, if we open that spiritual door, it's a wrap. We got to deal with everything else. So I, I have a rule that I just created for myself. If it's measurable. Right, because now if you're dealing with mental, you're you're not dealing with anything physical. You're dealing with the metaphysical. Right. You're dealing with the spiritual. Okay, how could you measure that? You can't, right? Especially when it's subjective. Right, mm. but if it's measurable, right? If you're yeah. dealing with uh, imbalance and hormonal, hormonal right. stuff, like chemical, right. you could definitely measure that and say, right. "Hey, there is something wrong with you because your body's not operating the way it should." But now when you're dealing with somebody that has depression, which is very real. Yeah, very real. But how do we, you know, how do we deal with that? Is it from childhood trauma? Some of it is because of chemical imbalance. But then you could have somebody that's perfectly normal, right? Physically, but then mentally, which is the immaterial part, is all wacky. So then, you know, obviously I'm not saying this for every case. But there's certain cases, as we, you know, last season we spoke about John. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other gospel where there's way more um, stories about yeah. spiritual mm-hmm. activity. Oh, there's some people that are being oppressed. Yeah, and that's what I think. I think it's, it's, all, it's, it's demonic, it's spiritual. I think it should all be attributed to the spiritual because of mm-hmm. the gospels. Because right. the gospels, you dealt with people with medical issues. Mm-hmm. You dealt with people that were uh, psychiatric issues. You dealt with people that was spiritual. You know what I mean? It was all covered and they all had to come to Jesus. Right. Like, you know, everybody is this. I feel like it's now you're going to push it towards medicine because I do mm-hmm. agree that you're pushing more drugs. You want more people on drugs. You know, Pharma- what? pharmacia. Right. You know, because we see that in Revelation, how mm-hmm. that's, you know, the, the like the sorcery. Like those who practice sorcery, so there is going to be an uptick in all of that. So, yeah. like drugs, yeah. there's there's this book I'm reading, uh, and uh, the title escaped me right now. But um, you know, during those times in the early first century, part of witchcraft, like drugs, was a big part 
mm. of witchcraft, which mm-hmm. is mm. pharmakia, which is where the root word comes from, right. right? The word that we use for drugs, that was describing, you know, sorcery, sorcery, sorcery. and mm-hmm. witchcraft. So drugs was a big part of that, right? right? And I believe it's a big part of it now. Like, and personally in my life, I've witnessed two people spaz out, yeah, like just off of taking drugs lose their mind mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> right and you go to the hospital there's nothing wrong with you physically right. yeah but you smoke this thing and like a movie right mm-hmm. the the body movements right. the words mm-hmm. like i was watching uh demonic possession right. it Is happened it- to me twice is it because it opens not the, me personally? The, oh yeah, not <laughs> me seeing somebody go through that, right? So, do you think it, it's because it opens up like the spiritual realms? Oh no, nah, definitely. Yeah, like definitely. even like being drunk, like alcohol, things yeah. like that. That's, That's why, why the Lord it calls it to be sober. Right. Yeah, is because those things they they open people up to the spiritual realm, and they don't yeah. realize the things they do, the things they allow into their their lives. Mm-hmm. When they're yeah. in those states, and that's yeah. why I think it's like, I think the gospels pointed out where everything, you know, Jesus was the answer to everything. Right. All those who are heavy laden, all those who are burdened, all those who are dealing with anything, whether it's medical, you know, mm-hmm. mental, or spiritual, whatever, Jesus, you know, He can free you. You know, He mm-hmm. could deal with yep. it. And a lot Doesn't of matter. as you and as you mentioned these things, like when you talk about like the pharmacia or you know traumas. Um, you look back, there's a lot of things. In fact, um, my wife and I were speaking about like as children and we know many people and we realize that we're able to point certain things that happened to us as children that kind of, um, promulgated a lot of things in our lives. Like I, I was exposed to porn as a child, right. you know what I'm saying? With like magazines, my friend, you know, I, my dad had, you know, hiding what, magazines under the bed or, you know what I'm saying? Right. So now. These things being exposed to that, and and my wife told me that she was exposed as a you know as a child with her uncle in the house hiding magazines, and she said like something clicked in her mind, you know, and like any change our outlooks. Now you're taking a child's purity away when these things are exposed to them, and and then start having behavioral issues and all sorts of other issues, and it's from that because when we look at um a lot of these interviews of these serial killers, they always tell you they always point back to like yo. It was pornography or something like that. And they started with killing little animals. And then they progressed to like, you know, molestation of children, all these things. Right. And and you see all these serial killers. It started with this thing that kind of like seemed innocuous, which is the biggest, you know, moneymaker in America. Um, and a lot of people are affected by it. Right. And, you know, tons of people are going through it and don't even realize that it's because of that, you know, that experience that happened when they were five or six and they totally disconnected from it and you know and it's affecting them and they don't even realize yeah, that yeah that's why i'm like there's trauma yeah. you know there's something you know they, you like even you deal with a lot of people they be like you know somebody died or i watched my brother get killed yeah. like there's some kind of trauma yeah you know like you said there was a point where it happened and it opened you up and you don't even deal with it and it's mental like it mentally yeah. it messed you up and you don't right. even understand but again, you know, the answer uh, is always Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about that that I don't even understand. And speaking, you know, I I think I'm thinking about that scripture where uh was it a parable where you know, Jesus Christ says the house is cleaned up. Mm. And then 
you know, seven more mm-hmm. demons come mm-hmm. in, come in. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's that's something I'm always thinking about. Like, all right, what did exactly did he mean? Was it like demonic possession? Was it oppression? Was it um, being uh, subject? But there's also the flesh, mm-hmm. right? The flesh also want to do things that it wants to please itself, mm-hmm. right? You, it wants to continue to feed that fire. But I think, you know, if we don't have have a full spectrum, especially if you're a Christian and you and you do believe in the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. if you don't look at things fully and include the spiritual, mm-hmm. how that, you know, interacts with our reality, you probably do yourself a big disservice. Mm-hmm. And it'll be very hard to um, reconcile certain things. Or you'll fall for any fake answer. Right. You Mm. know what I mean? So now when it's like, okay, get on these drugs, you're going to get on it, which is going to create a dependency, which is going to make things worse. Mm. You know, like it'll open another door instead of, like you said, getting the real answer and finding true freedom. Mm -hmm. All right. So Genesis 33, right? The wrestling... That was the last chapter. Word up. WrestleMania. WrestleMania 1. I think this was WrestleMania. Yeah, B. This was WrestleMania 1, B. Yeah. This was way before uh, King Kong Bundy and uh, Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, B. This is way before that, dog. The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior and all of that, dog. This is... This is Ooh, Wrestle- yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? Who was That's that? Macho Savage, Man. Macho Macho Man. Man. Yeah. Wasn't there a Savage or Macho, Macho Man, Man Randy? Oh, Savage. Macho Man yeah. Randy. Oh, Colgan. So, so we just Jacob. So what do we call him? Jacob the the, the annihilator, <laughs> <laughs> who got annihilated, <laughs> who got his hip broke. Oh, Jacob man. the limper. Jacob the limper. <laughs> so we we you know we saw that transformation, um, that that will that coming to his will had to come to an end, right? Um, and a new life was imparted, a new name, a new beginning, a character change. Yes. Um, him, his strength being, you know, his, his, his muscles, his wits to his strength being in prayer, clinging to God in prayer. So, yeah. and that's like um, every time he was left alone, he had those encounters, you know, where he, he was on his way right. to, um, you know, when he, was, when he was when he he was leaving his home, you know, he had the Jacob ladder moment, you know, and um and those twenty years, you know, I'm thinking he was always with people, he always had people around him, you know, it was it was a big family. Mm-hmm. His family was growing and then you see this point where out of fear and just trying to get out of it, you know, he does he schemes and all of that, but he's left alone. And God mm-hmm. and God is like waiting and ready. Mm. You know, so he yeah. he ends up alone because he sent everybody in groups ahead of him, mm-hmm. um, because his brother was coming, and he was he was fear he was filled with fear, right? Um, all right, so boom, let's go into thirty three. Let's start from one to eleven. Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming, and with him were four hundred men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants, and he put the maidservants and their children in front, Leah and her children behind, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then he crossed over them 
Then he crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. And he lifted his eyes and saw the woman and children and said, Who are these with you? So he said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maidservants came near, they and their children, and bowed down. And Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near, and they bowed down. Then Esau said, What do you mean by all this company which I met? And he said, These are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob said, No, please, if I have now found favor in your sight, then receive my present from my hand, inasmuch as I have seen your face as though I had seen the face of God, and you were pleased with me. Please take my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt to you because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have enough. So he urged him and he took it. Mm-hmm. So I disagree with you. I believe that when he set the spies with the information that he had stuff, it was to give to his brother. I believe that, like you said, his conscience was bothering him. He know he stole from his brother. He was a thief. Like, that's how he felt. That bothered him. And I believe that he just, you know, like he's like, I stole from you and I just want to make it right. You know, and I think I think this is what has convinced me. I think when he sent them, I think it was I think I don't think it was because, oh, I got stuff. I don't have nothing to steal from you. Nah, I think he was at a point where it was just like, dog, I stole from this man. I stole from my brother. And I know I the only way I think I can make it right is by giving. But then he would have given him everything. He wasn't just going to give him five hundred. Of his I of his sheep I, that were not that was well, a lot, but dude. not compared to what he had in total. No, I I understand, but so we, but if you if you're saying he wants to pay him back for what he stole, then he gives him everything. Nah, but that's you. That's people are different. You understand what I'm saying? So I think what he was ready to give him, like you said, it was a lot, and I think he probably came. You know, what was, what, what was the point? What was he trying to do? Reconcile. Well, I don't I don't know if he was trying to reconcile. It probably he well, was he trying does. to pacify. He was him. trying to pacify because he said it. Right. What do you mean? He was trying to oh, pacify oh, right. it. To he's trying to pacify him. him. He's trying to appease him. Right. Right. But the thing is that I, I don't know if I would totally go and say that he's trying to reconcile. Why? Right. Because one thing, when he says that whole, um, when he says, oh, the, when he asks him, yo, who are these children or whatever? He goes, but, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't yeah. use the word bless, right? Because, you know, that bless might have triggered something. But I really think that he's coming to the point where, because if he wanted to reconcile, he should have said, yo. First, he would not put his wives in the service and all these people. He would have came as a man. He did. If, if, That's why we got to go We gotta okay. go back. But but, I, but I, he, he would have, yo, yo, I wronged you, brother. Maybe so, he Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold let, on. Let's, let's start with how, what was Jacob's perception before? That he's coming for vengeance. Was he right or was he wrong? Totally wrong. He was wrong, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. The 400 men was actually an escort that Esau was sending so that he could get escorted um, back. Like he was coming, a word, let me go meet him and we'll come back together. Because that's why Esau kind of tells him that afterwards. Right. So he was wrong in his perception. Obviously, 20 years passed by. Um, the writer is silent on why Esau is not trying to kill him anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe, maybe his mom's was right, right? His mom said, all right, give it a little time. Esau will... You think maybe that he'll get over it? Death of his father? He, he wasn't dead yet. yet. Abraham is still alive. No, I Isaac, mean, Isaac, Isaac is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac is still alive, yeah. So, 
it, it's silent. It's even silent about how Esau, you know, is ruling. Like the, those Esau twenty years, now. those twenty years, we don't know what Esau has been doing, but we do know he's controlling a certain area. Right. Yeah. Right. God's blessed him. <laughs> right. So he's sort of forgotten what was stolen because the Lord has taken care of him. You know, financially. You would say right. it's the Lord. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's he true. was blessed by his dad, by Isaac. But I don't uh, know if it's the that Lord. Was, that wasn't a blessing, dog. That was that no, wasn't a blessing. Yes, it was, was a curse. She, yeah, what are you he, talking about? Was a curse. What what Isaac told Esau? What he had left. He blessed him still. Yeah, but he was like, "Yo, you gotta be a servant." For not for not for long, not forever. The blessing was like, eventually, you're gonna break away from him, and right? They're gonna kill, they're gonna <laughs> wipe you out. That's he, what they he, said. He's gonna. When you go through the history, you know, they revolt. But eventually Esau, Edom just get wiped out. Yeah, I think Esau yeah. was a man, dog. He was a man. He was a go-getter. Dog, he, you know, after all of that happened, this is 20 years, he went up, he got he got his own. But we understand that um, Jacob is trying to uh, do appease things him. to appease him, to, yeah. listen, let's make peace. Here's, here's gifts. Send gifts. What's interesting, right? Now we see after Jacob kind of sets up the people, the most important people ended up in the back, mm-hmm. right? He he said he he arranges them and kind of like yo, this is how you're gonna move. But then he goes ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. now we're seeing Israel. We're no longer dealing with Jacob. Right. We're seeing a man that's humbled. We're seeing a man that is. Walking in faith, and he's a leader. Yeah, he's Before a leader. it was opposite. He was sending them. He's like, yo, if they get killed, the stragglers will have a chance to escape. You know, which was crazy. So his his uh um as he approaches, he bows down to the ground seven times. Right, he's walking towards his brother, and he's bowing down. Mm-hmm. Walk, bow down. That's just showing you like total humility, right? Yeah. And he's looking for favor. Dog, this guy was had guilt twenty years. He he know what he did was wrong, and he admitted that as much to the man he was wrestling with, right? Which was God that he was wrestling with. So, like, we understand all that. But my whole thing is like, dog, you was wrong. Yeah, I mean, you thought Esau was coming to kill you. Esau was like, yo, what's up? How you been? Who are these people? But how he supposed to know, dog? Because when I last left you, you was gone no, for saying, my life. I'm not saying he was supposed yeah, to know yeah. that, but and that's why, and that's why I feel like. I agree. There was a certain a certain level of humility because you could have came back like, "Oh, God is with me. God bless me." Yo, man, you know what? Yeah, I took from you. That could have been his attitude, but that wasn't his attitude. His attitude was like, "Dog, I wronged my brother. The last time I left my brother, he was looking for, he was hunting for my life. That's all the information he has. So he's going back. But isn't he's it, going back? That's natural, right? And like, if somebody I, and do I agree. something to you, you're gonna feel like I agree. What could I do to? What that's the saying. I agree. You know, what could I do to make this up? To I you? agree. No, no, see, no, and I agree because the, the the thing is that you because I read some commentaries where they say that it was it was a confession and that you know him showing submission and humility, but at the same time they say that yo he could have came out and straight confessed because sometimes people like as opposed to like you know confessing you try to give gifts or do things yeah, I to, mean, to kind of like blow it over you don't know. I, I don't think that was it you don't think that was I'm it i think that's cultural like what we're seeing okay. now is something that's very cultural yeah, yeah, yeah. and giving gifts and yeah, all of that that's stuff, what i'm so. saying i don't i don't look at it that deep and then on top of that b people are different you know what i mean it's like it's like after your mom dukes or your pop dukes beat you 
right? And they know they went a little too far with the belt. <laughs> they come inside the room and they be like, you hungry? They don't say I'm sorry, <laughs> but they just be like, you hungry? But they know deep down inside, your dog, I took that belt a little bit too far on you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, right. So they'll come in and they'll be like, Your brother, you talking about that trauma, man? <laughs> all day. All day. <laughs> they'll come. They'll come. Is, is that giving you mental anguish Yo, right man, now? Bro? They come in. They come in with the with the candy or the ice cream. They don't say I'm sorry because they got too much pride for that. But you know, and I'm looking at it like this is a man, this is a man who just don't know how to say sorry. This is how he knows how to do it. And I see uh, humility. That's it. I, I don't nah, I, I don't. I don't think it's that deep. He's saying sorry. He's saying sorry in the bro. most humble way that he can. He, he knows, right? <laughs> but look at Esau's reaction. He ran to him, embraced him, right. fell on his neck, and kissed him and wept. So mm. what you think happened to this Esau? This is a brother that he was like, "Yo, man, I missed you. Right, right. I love you. I haven't Facts. seen you in so long." Max. Yeah. And you, we could see that from his reaction. What happened? How did he was was uh, I don't know. Was was there a moral change? Do you think did, did he become a, a good guy? Who knows? Yeah, I'm like in the in because like we're reading. He this was about birthright. This was about stuff. That's what it was about to Esau. It was about stuff to Esau. Right. And during the time you're seeing, dog, you even got 400 men where you could send to your brother. You got stuff. Right. So probably during that time you're accumulating stuff and you're like, your dog, I was ready to kill my brother and look at my life. Right. Look at all this time that has went on and I'm being, I wouldn't say blessed from the Lord because I don't agree with Angelo. Me and him always (laughs) fighting. But you're, you're getting stuff. You're getting stuff. But the thing that matters, your brother. Right. You lost your brother and you probably like your dog. It it's it, it bothered you. Yeah, you it know messed what, with you. Man. Right. Like they say with like time and distance makes the heart grow fond. Yeah. So just twenty years of not being with your brother, sure you know that. what I'm saying? Like, yo, his heart grew fond for him. Right. Mm-hmm. You so know what I like what I see this picture of man is just so many of us the condemnation that we give to ourselves, you know, when we mess up and to think that that Jesus would be angry at us if we met him. You know what I mean? And when we get to heaven you know, just the, that God may not be um, eager to see us, but look, I see this as a picture of us meeting Jesus one day and just all the condemnation that we beat ourselves up with and because we're not perfect because we mess up to think that God's not going to embrace us like this, but then he does, you know, and just that moment that we do meet Jesus and just the fact that he doesn't see any of the sins that we we we've done in our lifetime mm. and he's going to embrace us he's going to kiss us he's going to you know just be so thrilled to be with us mm-hmm. you know that's this yeah a, this was a, a great point yeah this yeah. was a real heartfelt moment dog yeah. like if you you know if you was watching a movie the, the nice little <laughs> the nice little music the the nice little thin and then the the Bruce, the, the Bruce, what was it? Uh, my man, Incredible Hulk music with a cave in, you know? But it was it was a real heartfelt moment because they describe it to the T, the running, yeah. falling on each other's neck. And it says they both wept. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like Esau was weeping and Jacob was like, nah, yo, man, I don't, you know what I mean? Jacob I probably realized you. it Jacob. was a low just, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, I thought you wanted to I kill me. I thought you wanted to kill me. Yeah, now the yeah. emotions is coming out. So. And Esau probably was like, your dog, you you probably, 
the way I the way you left, you probably will never come back. Mm. You know, Esau probably in his mind like I'm never gonna see my brother again because right. I really was after his life. Mm. So just that joy that my brother would even mm-hmm. want to come back to me. Right. You know, so just and that build up like when his servants initially went to Esau and said Jacob's coming. Those days of him traveling, he didn't want to wait at home. He was like, mm. you know what? I'm a I'm a go meet my brother because mm. I want to mm. see him. Yeah. I want mm. like you know what I mean. Like that is so powerful. Yes. Yeah. That he, he just did what he did. And that was the clue that his service came back. You're right. If Esau he wanted to send them. a message, or he would have killed three, right. put their heads in a bag and say, yo, bring this back to your brother. Mm-hmm. I know where he's at. I'm coming. Yeah. But they, they came back unharmed, and they were like, yeah, 400 guys is coming. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of a clue. Like, all right, Esau, that's not how somebody that's your adversary, your enemy... He would he would send a message, right. a, mm. a real message right. that would have forced you to run back. Right, right. But he didn't do that. But so that was a clue. So um, again, we see Jacob, you know, attributing his uh, riches, his family, that was given to him. Mm. It's not what he worked for. It's not what he gained. Mm-hmm. He, now he has this new perspective. Israel, we should even call him. Israel now, because that's his character. That's his, that's the character that's developing now, yeah. right? So everything is attributed to God, and we, and we see the family coming in, you know, bowing down, right? Greeting, you know, seeing their uncle, seeing their brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Jacob probably told them about him, mm-hmm. if if he if he was fully transparent about his brother and the tension. Right. Yeah, I think after the, I think after the limp, you know what I mean. I think after the limp, probably mm. everything came out. I'm I'm saying, I'm saying they knew because of how they came to him. Right, mm-hmm. you seeing the whole family. Obviously, yeah, that's Israel's what I'm the leader. He probably put everybody on. You know, after that moment, maybe before, I but think, I'm thinking. Yeah, I, think, I think after I think years, after that dog. moment. It's twenty years. Yeah, man. You know them bed pillow talks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I got a brother, right? What happened? <laughs> he, he's messed up. <laughs> he's still crying over something I did. Switch, switched up the story. Yeah, now nah, my brother's messed up. It wasn't that serious. I want to meet him. Nah, you don't want to meet him. <laughs> He'll kill you. He's not, a good, he's not a good guy. He's real hairy though. <laughs> yeah, but nah, he's it, 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 they they definitely know. They definitely know. Um, where we at? All right, so so um so now he's like, yo, Esau's like, yo, what's all this stuff that you sent ahead, right? Five hundred and eighty animals, all types of stuff, and Esau's like, yo, what's all of that? I'm like, yo, dog, I'm up. <laughs> I got stuff. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, what did Jacob? Jacob kind of begged him, right? If I have if if I have now found favor in your sight, yo, receive these gifts, right? And um, what do you guys think about I've seen your faces though I have seen the face of God? I think he's um <coughs> bless you. I think he's um realized um growing in grace. Like this grace and this mercy that's been bestowed on me by my brother, that's that has to be from God. Right. Because of the how wrong I did this man. Right. Like you have all right to just slaughter everybody here, but He's like, yo, B, this is, again, he's attributing everything to God. He understands that God is behind it. God is the one that's protecting him. And he's like, yo, dog, this grace that I'm receiving from you, 
it's like I'm receiving, you know, it from God. And, and it's, you know, we do it the same way in our life, you know, just yeah. the mercy and the grace. We understand that it don't come from us. When, we're, when we do a kind gesture to somebody, you feed somebody, you give somebody something, that is not you, you know, because right. your, your natural self is selfishness. You want to yeah. keep, you want to hoard. So any good work that comes out of us, it's from God. And right. Jacob understands that. He understands right. that grace of God. And I kind of like, because um, we're seeing the progression from before, from uh, like when you first mentioned, uh, when he started heading to Paddan Aram, the first place was he, Bethel. You know, he met in the house of God, right? He called this, this is God's house. And then you see he progressed into like the next, you know, point he was in next conflict he that's when he met the angels of god the manahem and and then the the wrestling point before he met esau he met god mm. so you seen this progression yeah and here he's like he's explaining to us he's like yo it's like i saw the face of god he's like yo this is just a continuation of the outpouring of grace and seeing my travels going from the house of the angels to god himself wow. revealing himself just in this progression wow. and if, if you have conflict man Bring God into it, mm. all right? If you have enemies, God could, you know, make your enemies not want to kill you any, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm serious. And that's, yeah, that's nah, like definitely. Jacob had to deal with God before yeah, he was so. able to move on with his life and, and deal with the things in his past. Yeah. So in the beginning, you know, how we were talking about trauma and how it's affecting a person's life now right yeah. childhood trauma the only way you could deal with that right and this is what i personally believe you could pop all the pills you want to do all the that exercises all the steps mm -hmm. but god has the power in his grace and his mercy to fix those things mm -hmm. to fix those things in the past that you've been running away from that's trying to kill you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just like you said, he's seeing with the way his brother came to him, he's seeing the work of God like, man. Right. Oh. Dog, this was 20 years. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So, I just, I just see that, you know, especially if you're in a situation where you got conflicts, so many conflicts in your life. Like, bro, Cling on to God, right? And the, Cling. Thing, and the mm -hmm. thing is, you will always have conflicts. Yeah. Like, this, you know, this that's life. Life is just going from one conflict to the next. Right. You know, yeah. you're, always, you're always in between. And this is where, where we saw uh, Jacob at. He was running from Laban and running into Esau. He was dead center between a rock and a hard place. You can't escape it. It's always there. So it's best to always lean on God. And, you know, and I thank God that, you know, through that whole wrestling, that's why, you know, put his hip out of socket. Now that's a constant remembrance, yep. you know, that limping that, yo, this is God's doing that. I need, you know, my will needs to be broken. I need to lean on him for everything that I do. So let's go from 12 to 17. Then matter of fact, I think you 18. could. Yeah, you could go to 19. Yeah, you could finish it. Then Esau said, let us take our journey. Let us go and I will go before you. But Jacob said to him, my Lord knows that the children are weak and the flocks and herds which are nursing are with me. And if the men should drive them hard one day, all the flock will die. Please let my Lord go on ahead before his servant. I will lead on slowly at a pace 
which the livestock that go before me and the children are able to endure until I come to my Lord and seer. And Esau said, Now let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir, and Jacob journeyed to Succoth, built himself a house, and made boots for his livestock. Therefore the name of the place is called Succoth. Then Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Paddan Aram, and, the, and he pitched his tent before the city. And he bought the parcel of land where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for one hundred pieces of money. Then he erected an altar there and called it El Elohi Israel. Now, this is where problem begins. What do you mean? Because, like, the thing is, is that um, first we've seen the gracious of Esau. Esau say, yo, listen, won't you just, let's just walk together because he's probably, he missed his brother. Let's go together. And I think right here, Jacob is being somewhat uh, supplanting and say, no, go ahead. You know, like, I think he's like, okay, we buried the hatchet. Cool. But, you know, I don't want to be around too long. And then, you know, because this is strange because right. the direction that Esau goes to Mount say he goes the opposite direction. You know what I'm saying? So Seir, I think, is south, southeast or something. And it's, where he went is like north, northwest, yeah, northwest. So it's like total opposite directions. Mm. So now, why did he? Because Esau is like, come on, let's go, let's roll. And he was like, nah, you know, these guys, they're slow footed. The kids are young. The animals, we can't drive them too hard. And then Esau is like, all right, I'm gonna leave some of my guys over here for protection. And then he's he was like turning down the office of Esau. Um, cause obviously Esau is like, you're, you're coming to Seir with me mm. and Jacob, Israel was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll catch up with you over there. Mm. <laughs> and then he beelines it right. a totally different direction. Mm. So now why, what, what do you think? Obviously I, it's silent, right? The, right? the word is silent on it, but yeah. what, what was, I think, I think it's part of like, you know, he wasn't supposed to go to Seir. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He has a specific order from God to go back. To Bethel. To Yeah, back to Bethel. And that's where he's supposed to go. And I think he could have been honest and said, yo, I love you, brother. I miss you, brother. Right. But I'm going to go to this is where the Lord has directed me and this is where I'm supposed to go. But he was kind of like, you know, All right, you know I, I don't want to tell him that. We just made up. <sighs> yeah, I... Uh, we're slow, yeah. you know. Go ahead, I'll catch up with you. I I, I could agree with that. Yeah, I and think he's it's... he's probably still a little leery. Yeah. Well, maybe this is too good to be true. Yeah. May, are you setting me up? You gonna bring me to see her to chop me or, up uh, and my whole family? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think he he kind of mm-hmm. let me not cause rock this boat right yeah. now. That's everything is smooth. Yeah. yeah. After that whole crying on his neck incident, you think he was gonna? He's still thinking that he's gonna kill him. So then, why did he go? Yeah, I, I mean, he, it wasn't because he was scared of him anymore. It's just he Jacob did what he wanted to do. No, why did he lie about it? About oh, about not following him? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it had anything to do with he was still scared of his brother after that. That you know reconciliation there. You, you know how uh, how I see like for example, um, say you got something like okay, you throwing an event. You're throwing a worship night. 
you know, and you tell tell a brother, come, and then the brother already set up like he has a, a you know, he's gonna do something else, you know, with his family or whatever, and instead of just straight tell you, oh, I can't come to your event, you know, oh, you know, uh, I gotta do this work thing, instead of just being honest, right. you know, he's kind of like trying to spare your feelings. So it's like instead of like trusting God to be honest and truthful, it's like you know, I'm gonna lean on my flesh and I'm gonna use my own means as opposed to just being straight up and honest. So I think that's what was going on in his head. He's like, I like yo, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Maybe I don't know if that's what he's thinking because the scriptures are silent on it. But he he was not totally truthful um, for whatever. Yeah, I mean, I see reason. that more of a realistic yeah. reason than that he was scared of him. You know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think he was a little bit leery. You know, like, yeah. again, it's just everything's new. Yeah. You know, this reconciliation is new. We've been supposedly he don't know when Esau had a change of heart. You don't know. You don't know nothing. Yeah. But you you listen, you understand we cool, but we ain't that cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where I need to come back and all of that. And again, this dude, he's on a mission. Like he's supposed to go somewhere. He's supposed to be somewhere. And he's just playing it cool. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because you got to understand it. In the beginning, he does take the lead. He understands that I'm the leader. I'm in charge um, of, a, of, a, of a nation now. And, you know, my hip is broke. I ain't <laughs> I'm half the man that I used to be. Dog, I got to take more precautions on things. And maybe that's what it is. Just, yeah. you know, Larry. But, you know, it is. It's... I agree. <laughs> <laughs> this is beef, B. Some beef for everlasting. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, that's it. We done. Got a shorty today. Wait, 18? We ready? Oh, I thought we was going to do two. We ain't going to do two. All right, man. Whatever. Nah. nah, you read 18. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah we read yeah, the we whole read thing, 18. but... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, does... We get, we get introduced to Jacob more throughout Genesis, but, you know, not as much. You know, the story shifts after this. We kind of get into the... The ch- the cheering, we get into the kids. Oh, okay. And then we get into one child in particular, you know, a child that was real close to Jacob's heart. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the ending of his story. So he settled, he settled in a place, right, where he calls it. Um, he erected an altar. So we're seeing how his life end in worship, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. praising God. But he was he was um, around thirty miles from. Mm-hmm. Bethel from where he was supposed to be yep right but then he erected an altar which is echoing how Abraham was Mm. you know what I'm saying and that's how his his that's kind of like how this chapter of Jacob becoming Israel ends Mm. I mean even though we get you know we get to see more of his life later on Mm -hmm. but the chunk of his life we this kind of like closing the chapter in his life right now which is kind of dope, you know. We get the altar, so his uh, his worship life is intact. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fruit or evidence that he this God is really his now. This right. is his God. Uh-huh. It's no longer his his father's God or his grandfather's God. It's it this is now the God of Jacob, uh-huh. and I think that that's awesome. How old was Jacob at this time? You don't know. Yeah, that I don't know. Mm-mm. He's probably around 90. 90? For real? At yeah. this time? So when he was wrestling the angel, how old was he then? 
Dog. He was up there. Like yeah. 60 wrestling an angel? Yeah, probably around 67. Yeah, because yeah, when he got married, he was around the 40s, right? Jeez. When he went, first went. Yeah. To get, uh, when he went to Laban's house. Yeah, he was. Jeez, that's crazy. And he was there for 20 years. So, he was up there. So he, so he was probably 60s, in the 60s, 60s 70s. When he wrestled God. Yeah. That's crazy, dog. But that was, that was uh, you know. He was middle age. Pretty much. <laughs> so that that would be what uh forty now, right? That would be, be yeah, like three now. <laughs> nah, that wouldn't be three. He dies at like a hundred, right? Something like that. How old he dies? You don't know. Nah, he. Nah, don't say that was. He was like nah, forty. You, that you, was like you, a forty. He's like a forty like a, year old man wrestling yeah. in the street. <laughs> Wait up! If it was now, dog, it probably would have been a, a all over. The internet, dog. Real talk, <laughs> that big fight all night. But yeah, nah, it's, it's definitely Jacob, you know, the way it ends, just him being humbled, humility, you know. Um, I mean, he had to get his hip broke for it. But I think, you know, looking back at his life, he really, he, he, he understood who God was. And, you know, maybe he, he, he could have did it another way, but... Everything meant something now. Like, right. even that broke hip, he, yeah. you know, it was like, nah, dog, this is the path I had to take, you know, and, and um, God blessed him. You know, God blessed him. God didn't only bless him with provision, but God allowed him to um, amend a relationship that has been haunting him for 20 years. Like you said, this has been on you. The whole time you was over there by Laban, like your whole life was altered because of that one move you stealing from your brother and God has brought all of that back to be like, nah, that's good, man. That's why when he saw Esau's face, he was like, yo, B, that's, that's God, B. That's God. Like, cause God understood the whole time. He been with me the whole time from when I left to being at Laban's house to everything I went through with Laban, everything I went through with my wives to coming back here. And finally, this was like, you know, I would look at it as like the final you know, like the final boss in a game. You know, the final level. Like your right. dog, he's like your B. I had to get rid of this. Been a, this been a thorn in my side through my whole walk, and you know, I finally got to 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 deal with my brother and be right with my brother. And I think, like you said, this was a great ending. You know, what's crazy too is that you know he spent the majority of his life running, right? Mm -hmm. So the Lord, what the, what does the Lord do? <laughs> Takes out his leg. So right. that now he can't run. Can't and then every run. time that he does attempt to run, mm -hmm. he's there's pain. Yeah. And he has that, oh, man, God did this to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the way God works in each and every one of our lives is just crazy. Yeah. You know, but um, by taking out his leg, that's the constant reminder of God. So every mm -hmm. time he tried to run, there's the Lord. Think of Paul and that... Uh you're thorn. Clyden. Oh, the yeah. thorn. The thorn. The what do you guys side. think the thorn was? Some with his eyes, I don't know. Probably bad eyesight. Nah, I know I what it know. is. What it was? What was it? The thorn, and because I'm no studying, no through, I'm studying <laughs> through acts. No, no, no. He he enjoyed the fact that he didn't have shorties. Because he said, "I wish y'all could be more like me." That's my thorn in my side. <laughs> you sure, that's my thorn. Is <laughs> no shorty, but uh, but his he was good. Yo, but Yo, I'm serious. Man. I think the thorn in his side was the constant reminding uh, or just envisioning him killing Christians. killing Christians and seeing Stephen's face, giving the okay for Stephen to die, seeing the face of an angel, 
You know, that's why I think he loved the body of Christ so much, Paul, is because mm. of that grace and the fact that God chose him out of all people, you know, to deliver the gospel to 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 the masses, you know, knowing what he did. And and obviously we don't know. I think it was something in his I'm flesh. A, I'm going to push back against that next week. Well, <laughs> I think it was something oh, we in got his time, flesh. We got spit, time. Spit fire around. One thing, one thing about Jacob that you kind of sticks out. Um. Well, I had wrote a couple of things. <laughs> you know, know what happened? Spit fire. You blasted him that he ain't have notes. Now look at him. He <laughs> brings his trapper keeper. Yo, what part of what part of spit no. fire? Nah, so, let him go. Let him go. go, go. Let him back. Let him. Nah, nah, ju- nah. Just just three little quick points. He said, like in the beginning, is that Jacob he served himself at home, right? Created problems. Then he 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 served Laban in Paddan Aram, created more problems. Then finally he came and served God. You know, and that whole wrestling was the most important thing. And that wrestling is something that we all go through where you have, and you have to come to the end of yourself. It has to reach a point where, whether it be things that's holding you back, you know, the, uh, where God has to break your will, whether it be lusting, fornication, um, you know, alcoholism, drugs, all these things are those, are those enslavement that keeps you and hold you down. And God has, he will wrestle you where you come to the end of yourself and you realize that you have to come to him so that he could remove these things so that you could follow him and trust him mm-hmm. i like the way you said he he created all these problems yeah. and those problems only started to get rectified once he you know submitted to, to god that was a great yeah. point and spit fire around one thing about jacob that stood out to you he's a sucker man <laughs> See, that he was, ain't that called was, Jacob nah. a sucker the whole Nah, because whole I don't life. see Jacob as like a straight sucker. When he get sucker. up there, Jacob will put you in the armbar. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like, he can't put like, him in like, the my leg. leg. My leg is good up here. <laughs> he gonna put you in the Listen, figure for a, he the like figure for a leg lock. <laughs> the Boston crab. And I'm gonna punch him in his hip. Tap. I'm gonna hit him right in the hip. He put you in the sharpshooter. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, I do like how God he worked in his life you know from what he was he started out as a thief as a conniver but then he you see how the gradual process not gradual because it took like 20 years but of god just working in his life um the fact that he didn't steal from his employer the fact that you know Mm -hmm. his employer could trust him Mm -hmm. you know especially an employer that's conniving and, and stealing from you you know the fact that we should follow in that his example of you know where we work you know and um, and god will bless us when we are obedient to him mm. and then coming back and facing his brother facing the the fact that you know i did my brother wrong and i i, I love that whole meeting that they had because i i think of maybe my brothers and although i have good relationships with them like if i didn't have a good relationship and then I didn't talk to him for 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, so I definitely see how that, that could get kind of emotional. And, um, yeah, he, he, he went in front of his family and he said, listen, I'm going to be the first one to, to be here. I'll be the first one to die if I have to, if he's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I think he was, he, he was, he seeing the person he turned into is, is what I look forward to God in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want to see God turn me into somebody with that character, you know, so Israel. Yep, Mike, Spitfire. Uh, me, I just think the. Yeah, I, th- I think. All, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Now I'm thinking just all the supernatural things that he had. You know, like Abraham. I mean, Abraham had moments. Isaac had moments. But I just there's something about just the Jacob's ladder, the 
the wrestling with God, his moments were just so intense. Like they were just on another level. And I think God understood what he needed. You know, God was like, yo, you're a dude who's real self-willed. You're strong. And God kind of revealed himself as much as Jacob needed to change. You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful for God understanding each and every one of each and every one of us. Like he has a different relationship with each and every one of us. So going through the patriarchs, you see how he dealt with each and every one of them. That's exactly how they, he needed to deal with them. So I'm, I'm just grateful for that. And just also how Jacob, you know, when he was wrestling God and God broke his hip, like he could have gave up, you know, but that moment changed him and he refused to let God go. And, you know, it's just, am I going to react like that? You know, like when God, like if I'm wrestling with God about something that he breaks me, am I just going to let go and just be like, you know what? Blame God and be mad at God. Look what God, look what you did to me. Or am I going to humble myself and understand that God is good. He's doing it for my good. And matter of fact, I'm going to hold on and I'm going to even, I'm going to even draw closer to God because I know that God is good and I know that his intentions is to bless me. And I think that's how all Christians should see when they have those, that moment of wrestling with God. When God does break your hip, don't give up. Just hold up. Matter of fact, latch on. Refuse to let go. Because at the end of the day, God's intention is to bless you. Yep. And I, I see, I'm, I'm thinking about the scene, that final climactic scene, right? Um, it paints the darkness, right? It was night. Um we have ambiguity with this person that's wrestling with Jacob, right? We have him in a state of fear, seeing ahead about, I'm, I'm going to have to deal with Esau. We have him probably dealing with um, just just regret, like probably feeling like for 20 years, I've been abused, I've been mm -hmm. taken advantage of. Yeah. All these things are there. And now you're in the dark you're alone and you're being attacked. You're still in, now you're in physical hostility. Mm -hmm. And despite all of those ingredients, if you want, you know, all these things, all these environmentals, the result was Jacob clinging to God. Yep. So that's, that's what um, God wants. That's the result he wants in our lives, right? Mm. We're in a, a, a time where things are dark there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of ambiguity right and we might be in we might be wrestling daily with different things um the result of that is supposed to end up with you clinging with god right once you reach the end of yourself it might take 30 minutes depending on your strength it might be five hours but the lord he's gonna meet you at your level and he's not gonna overpower you right because that's not what he wants to do he, he he's not gonna come into your life and try to overpower you but he was gonna use the situations to try to give you a new start you know in life give you a new name right and that's kind of how i that's what really stood out at me, right? Yeah. And how do I apply it? Like, though, we wrestling every day, you know, especially as, as 
Christians and you have non-Christians, they're wrestling too, but they probably just don't know, right? They're trying to, you you, you got to try to muscle it through. But we understand, dog, it's through prayer, it's through clinging. And that's the muscle we have to develop, right? Not the natural, if, if you get what I'm saying. So that's what really stood out. And I think, I, that's why I, I think this more, like I see with the Christians, but for some reason I just see it as the non-believers, like how it's so much, it lands on people who don't know who Jesus is. And, you know, he comes into your life and he initiates this fight. But you don't understand what it is. Like you said, you're in the dark. You don't know why you just got diagnosed with cancer. You don't know why, you know, you're, you're, you know, um, you had the miscarriage. You don't know why you just got fired. You just got, you know what I mean? You don't know why these things are happening to you or where you got into that car accident, whatever it may be. And you find yourself in this place where God starts to initiate something in you. You know, you start to understand certain things about your life. And you maybe had a, that's why I felt like this was a near death experience. Like, you know, you probably had a near death experience and you're like, your dog, I almost died. And now you're starting to think about life after death. You're starting to think about if there's a heaven. And I think God starts to initiate this thing about like, yeah, you, you never thought about these things, but now I'm going to make you wrestle with all these beliefs and things that you never thought about. And are you going to come to an end of yourself? You know, are you going to come to an end of yourself? Like you said, so that God can save you and give you a new name. Because that's what happens when you get saved. You know, that old man is dead and you become a new creation. You know, and this is what happened with Jacob. That's why he's like, what's your name? Yeah, I'm a, like you said, when you come to Christ, you got to believe that you're a sinner. You know, you got to believe that I am the worst, that I need a savior. You got to come to an end of yourself. And then that's when God is like, what's your name? Yeah, I'm all of these things. And he's like, nah, you're no longer these things. Mm -hmm. Now you're this new creation. You're this new creature. So when I see Jacob's life, that's why... I, I thought, you know, that's why I, I looked at it as Abraham being the father, Isaac being Christ, and Jacob more representing us, because that's how our life is, you know, and we get to these moments. Right. And I think we've all had these moments where the gospel got heard, and you're like, yo, you start to wrestle with it. Like you said, sometimes, as soon as you hear it, you're like, ah, I give up. Some other people might be like, yo, nah, 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 there might be another way. And then the, you hear the gospel again, and again, and again, and you start to wrestle like, nah, B. Jesus Christ is the only way, but you have to come to a point where you come to an end of yourself and then you become a new creature. Amen. So, Lord, we, uh, we thank you that we've all come to an end of ourselves um, and we've experienced your grace and your love. We pray for our family members who might not know you yet. We pray for our friends. We pray for our neighbors. We pray for people that we don't even know on the other side of the country that's going through hell right now, Lord. we, um, You are, um, your arms are not short. Lord, you could reach anybody, and that's your will, right? Your desire is that none should perish. So, uh, Father, we pray that you use this podcast, use us um, for your will and what you want to do. That... Um, somebody hear this and they give their life to you right that's ultimately that's our that's our heart um but we appreciate you we recognize who you are we thank you we love you um thank you for our minds thank you that we have both our hips 
Lord, and, and we could work, we could support our families, mm-hmm. we could think clearly, Lord. Um, we have our senses, we have all these things, Lord. We have each other, we have the body that we could depend on and that prays uh, for each other. Uh, man, there's so many things that we could thank you for, but um, Lord, right now we just want to thank you for this time. We want to thank you that we're able to share going through your word. And we ask and pray that you take it and you do as you will. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.